Last Looks crew, welcome to our annual Last Looks Oscars special episodes where I interview all five teams nominated for their outstanding work. This is the 96th annual Academy Awards. The awards will be held March 10th at the Dolby Theatre in Hollywood. Every team is asked the same set of questions, but of course, they all give very different answers. Every year, the work is excellent, and this year is no different. I want to take a quick moment to thank all our Last Look sponsors. You truly help keep this little beast of a show going, and for that, I am forever grateful. If you would like to support the podcast, it's as easy as buying us a coffee. And when I say us, I mean me. <laughs> Don't be fooled in thinking there is a team of podcast elves helping. <laughs> you can find a link in the show notes of any of these episodes if you would like to show your love and support. My name is Jamie Lee, a film hairstylist living in Long Beach, and this is The Last Looks Podcast, a show where I catch up with hairstylists and makeup artists working in the film and TV industries around the world. And today, in these Oscars special episodes, I'm speaking with all five Oscar-nominated teams for their outstanding work. Let's do this. And now, a word from our sponsor. Would you like to feel more confident working with textured hair? Do you want to learn techniques and tips for working on set with textured hair? If so... Come and learn with AM Textured. AM Textured is co-founded by Emmy-winning hairstylist Amber Hamilton and Makeup and Hair Guild Award-winning hairstylist Marva Stokes. Two innovators blazing a path in textured hair education for stylists working on set. AM Textured offers comprehensive, hands-on training programs for individuals interested in learning about and working with textured hair. The Texture 101 course covers a wide range of topics and provides a well-rounded education for anyone looking to specialize in working with textured hair. The Braiding 101 course focuses on teaching different braiding techniques and troubleshooting, essential skills for anyone working with textured hair. Also, discover AM Textured's amazing hair products, Moisture Lock Hair Oil and Moisture Lock Leave-In Conditioner. You will want to stay in the know when it comes to their ongoing product development. AM Textured offers a valuable learning opportunity for stylists to expand their knowledge and skills with textured hair and braiding techniques. Enroll in courses and purchase products at amtextured.com. And be sure to follow on Instagram at am underscore textured today. And now, our feature presentation. Picture up, last looks, rolling, and action. Welcome to the Last Looks podcast team. Thank you. Hi, thank you. Congratulations on your Oscar nomination for your work on the film Society of the Snow. Thanks. Thank you very much. <laughs> thank you very much. And the work being considered for the film Society of the Snow is makeup and hairstyling for the entire film. So, if you could each tell us your name and what your position on the film was. I am David Marty and I'm supervisor or co-supervisor of the makeup effects in the movie. I'm Monse River and I'm co-supervisor with David Marty uh, of um, the prosthetics from the makeup special effects. I, I am Anna Lopez-Quichetbert. 
makeup designer on the film, on the movie. Brilliant. Um, so I would love to know when you first heard the news that you had been nominated, what was the thought that came to mind? Oh, my goodness. Well, <laughs> you know, after after the first time that we got nominated for Pants Loving and we won, which was completely you know, blowing my experience, you never think that you you can be nominated again. So the fact that we were a nominee for the Society of the Snow, it was a, a complete surprise. And we were obviously really, really happy because it's something that involved not us, because here we are, Anna, Monse and me, but involved so many people in this movie that you are very happy, but no, uh, you you have to share this happiness with all the other people because it's not your work. It's the work of a lot of technicians and a lot of artists. So on Pantelabrin, Mont and me, we felt much more, you know, the responsibles of everything because we were on makeup on each character. Mm -hmm. But in this movie, there's so many people, mm -hmm. there's so many actors, there's so many makeup artists that we felt completely that is a surprise and is a happiness, but that we share it with everyone. That's the the main thing that I think Mons and me we 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 felt when when we were here in the workshop and we had the TV on and everybody here at the DDT or or studio mm. was super super happy. Yay! Yeah, for me, well, it was the same as David said, but it, it was like uh, surprising and. I didn't expect that this was going to happen <laughs> to us again. And also it's very special because um, the team effort that David was talking about, I mean, we, we felt this uh, nomination like that it's for not just the, the makeup team, it's like for the whole team on the movie. I mean, it was such an effort that we really felt like it's something from each person on the on the movie and i don't know i i couldn't believe it i i even don't remember what was my first thought i was just like <laughs> in a way <laughs> It's so exciting. En Ana, pues, eh, bueno, me pasó un poco lo mismo que a ellos. Eh, yo estaba eh, pensando que no íbamos a salir eh, porque era una competencia fuerte y entonces pasé en un segundo de no vamos a estar porque era la última de todas a una explosión de alegría absoluta. For Ana was actually the same kind of feeling, you know, like the the happiness and the surprise because she really thought that this movie will be not nominated because the the other competitors, if we can say competitors, the other friends that were in the shortlist, they were also really, really strong. So for mm. for Anna and her team, it was also a very big surprise. And, and also because they say that we were the last to say. Oh, the alphabetical order. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That. Well, it was one. Second between sad and explosion of happiness. Yes, 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 yes. Exactly. I love that so much. So if you could, we're going to talk technical now and get into the makeup and hair. So if you could talk us through three characters from the film, so makeup and hair-wise from research and development through to daily application. Anna. Anna. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. La, la pregunta la has entendido. Creo que es como cómo era el día a día con cada personaje y qué es lo que lo, lo que le hacíais, ¿no? De, de maquillaje. 
Pues bueno, es una película que la historia lo que requiere es un proceso de, desde el primer fotograma de ellos, que son jóvenes eh, saludables y, y, y tenían todos, bueno, todas las características de una persona joven, a, hasta el final de la película era un proceso lento y muy gradual de ir añadiendo cosas poco a poco. En cualquiera de los tres es, es diferente porque Numa muere antes. Si quieres traducir. Uh, so for for Anna, the the challenge was to make the contrast between the beginning and, and the end of the the characters in the film, mm -hmm. which is when they were young. She made it even younger than 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 they look. So the the trick was make them really healthy mm. to see the process since they they crash in the mountain and then go one by one of them and make this process. Sí, lo más importante para mí era que ese proceso tuviera los suficientes pasos para que tú vieras el paso del tiempo de esos 72 días. Yeah, and the, the most important thing was that the audience will be able to see the pass of the time on their faces. Mm. Seems like this is this is something that I'm going to say something uh, that uh, I heard from from Anna mm. is that the faces are like canvas and it, you feel like like you are painting those canvas and the the way that anna work on the faces was not putting just one layer of color it was like a lot of layers one by one one on top of the other one to create mm. like a kind of uh between a texture and a palette a very rich palette on their faces and not everyone have the same effect because not everyone was outside on the sun or inside the plane or you know it's like there was a lot of changes that Anna and I have to do on 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 let's say on color wise los años es cierto y de verdad que a, que a mí me, me inspiró y me hizo trabajar de otra manera y es exactamente cuando dices canvas porque mm -hmm. es, eh, es es pintar es dibujar no es maquillar yeah wow that's really interesting what Anna said that she was learning for two years to to do oil paint mm. oil paint sorry and uh, and that was a really good practice when it comes to the movie because she felt like she's not doing makeup. She's doing portraits on, on each of them. Wow. That's very cool. That's beautiful. Yeah. I know. Yeah. 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 Super nice. La preparación es importante, pero en esta es fundamental. Entonces, yo lo que, lo que hice con ellos es un seguimiento desde el verano aproximadamente hasta que empezamos las pruebas, unos dos meses, un poco más, que les pedía que me enviaran fotos de ellos, cómo iba creciendo su, su barba y el pelo, porque eh, simplemente no me servía el que ellos dejaran sin yo saber a dónde íbamos a llegar. Hmm. Porque... Yeah, that's... Uh, well, for, for Anna, it's really, it's really important to have all the information and be accurate with that information because uh, actually we are talking about real persons, real characters that mm. they exist and they are the survivors. Some of them, they are still here with us. Mm. So one of the things that she asked to the actors was to make like a picture every day a progression of their faces when they were growing beers, for instance, because that way Anna could know where those beers are going to go in about three months 
of time. Mm. So she she can prepare the work with the base that the the, the actors already have, like the real the real base, which uh, we, for some of them. And this is something that I will add is that uh, Argentinian or Uruguayan guys doesn't grow much beard. Mm. Entonces, yo, lo que esto me proporcionaba es que yo sabía exactamente qué aspecto iban a tener y en algunos casos yo eh, decidía que, que barba, por ejemplo, había algún, algún caso en el que si la barba que hubiera crecido de verdad no me acompañaba, por ejemplo, pues le engordaba la cara en vez de adelgazarla, entonces yo paraba donde quería, yo sabía que quien quería que tuviera una barba de, de, de seis semanas y otros de, de ocho o de menos, y los que no decía prácticamente pues eso siempre los dejé hasta el final yeah the, uh, the, the way the way that she work it is knowing the information of how the beers are going to grow on their faces mm. then she was already prepared to make cuts of the beer like making them less fat because some of them they they are, have round faces so with the, the beer they even look rounder so that way she already knew okay in this character i will have to do this kind of cut or this kind of cut and this is something that helps her a lot to to already provide the image that you see on the movie oh wow That's amazing. Monse, I think you can talk about Nando because at the beginning, and it's one of the characters that uh, that Anna also wants to talk. At the beginning, we were with those prosthetics. So, mm -hmm. yeah, go ahead. Yeah. yeah, well, I think we want to talk about Nando and also uh, Gustavo and, and Coche. But about Nando, um, it was nice because we start with the uh, injuries Uh, because it was prosthetic makeup. Mm -hmm. And then as the injury goes down in terms uh, after some days that it just uh, it was just color, then we pass it to, to Anna. So in this character, we had to do something that it's called raccoon eyes, I think, that it's like when you have like, sorry, commas new crop than ¿Cómo se llama golpe? Uh, well, well, when you hit with, uh, well, yeah, with when something. You in your, uh, yeah, uh, in your skull on the top. And it's like your eyes got swollen and really dark. Mm. And it's an injury that for us it was a little bit weird because it was very symmetrical, like swollen eyes, black. It was like a panda. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. And, well, we researched, like, a, a lot of pictures and asked to real doctors to know if it was, like, the mm. pictures that we saw because it was weird. So we did different tests at the beginning. We make the prosthetic eyes, but also we make prosthetic forehead to make it a little bit swollen as well. Mm. But finally, after the test, we decide just to put the, the eyes. And it had had like two faces, like two, two steps. It was the, the, the more swollen and then a little bit less. And from the third step, Anna was in church because it was just the color, like the blue's color. So, yeah, we put it quite a lot of days because at the beginning, we call after the, the crash, there was like the 36 sequence that it was like a never ending sequence. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, it was horrible. We want to make like um, a T-shirt, like I survived. <laughs> we survived to the thirty-six sequence because <laughs> we did. Uh, yeah, we we were shooting this sequence for a, a lot of days. Yeah, and it was uh, a little bit difficult because it was the chronology. I mean, you all you could see almost like every day. So it was difficult to know where, in which sequence we were going to change mm. to other stage. So, well, we were, uh, we had meetings with the script and once we decide when it was the, the best time, we we switch uh, to, to the next uh, stages. And well, also he was wearing contact lenses mm. with like blood around the iris as well. And I don't know, do, do you want to tell something no, else? Uh, basically, we the the steps that we follow it with him was like the swollen face, and then we went to the eyes, and then the eyes were less and less and less, and then we jumped to Anna. And Anna also have to keep uh, the contact lenses that Bayona likes a lot. Mm. So yeah, it was something that w we maybe should take out before, but uh, J.A. was really into it. And we leave it and Anna have to follow from here. Anna, tú, uh, es decir, cuando te pasamos sí. el maquillaje a ti, ¿no? Pues a partir sí, de ahí. Pues, bueno, sí, es en el personaje de Nando. Sí. Eh, Sí, eh, en un principio tenía las, las prótesis vuestras. Es un ejemplo muy bueno de, de empezar con prótesis y después sin ellas. Y, y efectivamente fue un acierto total conservar las, las, las lentillas porque, porque además él era, era muy fuerte, los eran, eran transfers. Eh, y después sobre ese mismo transfer yo hacía eh, que fuera más suave o más fuerte las diferentes fases. Y entonces eran muy fuertes para haberlas dejado sin lentillas, que creo que es lo que has explicado tú. ¿no? Mm -hmm. So she uh, she did the, the the work that she did after we remove the prosthetics and we leave the lenses. She keeps going with the with color transfers, which she was able to play with them to make it stronger or a little bit less. And with that kind of color transfers, the makeup that she put and then the lenses. We went through a lot of the movie actually, until yeah, until they they are just the, the eyes are okay. Ana, es decir, desde cuando pierde el morado a sí. cuando vas va cogiendo tono en la piel, un poco eso. Ah, bien, pues eh, bueno, eso era un poco común en todos, pero especialmente en los que salen de, de, de expedición finalmente eran en los que más eh, se apreciaba, porque eran los que más desgastaba el sol y el frío. Y entonces iba, iba acompañando el adelgazamiento, pues en este caso es dibujando, exactamente aprovechando eso, eh, pues iba afilando la cara en, en los sitios que, que quería afilarle la cara. Eh, él, sí se dejó, él, por ejemplo, sí dejó crecer la barba todo lo que podía, porque a él, a él le iba muy bien. Uh -huh. Sí, y por ejemplo, pues eh, dejaba que creciera más en la parte de la barbilla que en los laterales para, para fomentar el, el, la sensación de adelgazamiento. Uh -huh. Pues añadiendo texturas a la piel en las diferentes fases, sobre todo es a partir de la luz, para, más o menos cuando empiezan a estar más castigados. So, Ana was following the, the makeup of Nando, of uh, the actor Agustín Paradela. And the way that she did it is like after you remove all the, the bruise colors and all the, the blood inside mm -hmm. the, the skin. She was treating the skin with colors. And Nando is one of the ones that went in expedition. So he's one of the, the characters that got 
a lot of sun. Mm. You know, the, the the skin was under a lot of sun, under a lot of uh, cold. So she have to accentuate. He, she have to enhance all the defects in his face because he is one of the the ones that that went through all these expeditions. Mm. And with beer, for instance, uh, she was actually doing something which is one of the things that you see in the movie and you don't really appreciate. But for instance, uh, Agustin Nando, he grows a nice beer. Mm. And then what Anna was doing is just to shave, let's say, the, to trim the sides of the face and not that much on the chin. So it gives also a little bit of that thin effect on the face. So it would give you a triangle face. And mm. she was actually with colors doing, sh sharpening the face, you know, the, the cheekbones, the sock of the eyes and all these colors and shadows to, to make the, the character to look thinner. We have also to say that all the actors went on a diet. Mm. Some of them more than, some less because there were some that they didn't take it super seriously and there are some that really did a really good diet like uh, like uh, Enzo or Noma or Nando but the help of the lose of the weight mm. that the actors have on the movie that's really important and it's really tricky if you are shooting a movie in chronologically time and seeing how they were getting thin and thin their body you don't see the bodies because they are they are dressed but we that we are there with them and they are changed the clothes and everything and you can see their bodies you can see that they were getting thin and thin. Yeah. So that was also a help for all the makeup team, you know, to have the actors in a diet and they, they, you can see that kind of sex, which it doesn't remove any, any effort to what all the makeup team did on the, on their faces, which is, yeah, spectacular. Yeah, yeah. Además, eh, se le iban añadiendo texturas a la piel por la deshidratación. Mm -hmm. Por ejemplo, y vas, eh, vas aumentando, la, añadiendo la cuenca de los ojos para hundir los ojos. Eh, después añadía eh, ojos enrojecidos, eh, envejecer el, el, la piel de alrededor de los ojos. Mm -hmm. el... she, she was not only playing with the, the, the color palette, she was adding textures to it. So all around the eyes, the socket of the eyes was obviously darker and she put this kind of polymers and textures to the skin to make it older and to see to see that they are going through something really, you know, like actually real. Mm -hmm. And you can see the faces are every day more wrinkly and more and darker. So a little bit of like stretch and stipple. ¿Qué, qué, qué utilizabas para hacer el efecto de las arrugillas? Pues old age, alrededor mm -hmm. de los... Old age, yeah. yeah. But it, it was the old age that, I mean, it's it, because there was... Now there's uh, what they call all age that is latex based, and there's the other one that is just acrylic based. Atasel, mm. watermelons. Yeah, 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 yeah. That kind of things. Yeah, because uh, porque Ana, eh, con que es más técnico este podcast, como que les gusta tener ese tipo de información. Vale, sí, sí. Pues añadía eso y las paletas de color para acentuar exactamente igual. Por ejemplo, en la, en la boca también utilizábamos eh, atagel, por ejemplo, látex, prosaic, eh, añadiendo... Es que son eran muchas capas. O sea, mm. la idea eh, que tú, tú hacías, por ejemplo, a partir de un momento siempre utilizo autobronceador con, con aerógrafo. Mm -hmm. Aunque parezca increíble, ellos nunca cogían color. Siempre estaban... Yo tenía esperanzas de que cogieran color, pero no. 
Y entonces eh, la, la primera base de todas era esa, a partir de más o menos la luz, que es cuando suben las temperaturas, porque uh -huh. el primer siempre hacía malo, eso me lo contaban ellos, los supervivientes, que casi siempre hacía frío y estaba nublado y nevaba. Y a partir del mes empieza a hacer sol y es cuando los que salen, no solo que salgan a expedición, sino que salen fuera del fuselaje y entonces la base primera era autobronceador hasta el último día de rodaje. Uh -huh. Llevaban autobronceador y después hace, añadía capitas, capitas de old age, capitas de atagel, otra vez color, la, para que tu sensación siempre sea eh, que no hay un solo tono mm -hmm. en la piel, sino que hay diferentes tonos. Y en la boca. Yeah, so uh, what, what uh, Anna was doing was, you know, using all those textures at the, the, the base, uh, there was different bases like the olive steeple, the artigel, prosate, the, there was a little bit of latex here and there. So to give every, every time to give more texture, and one of the things that she was using all the time since the avalanche, it was auto tanning because there was no way that they got tan. So she was going with the, the tanning all the time since the, since that moment in the movie until the end. And on top, all those textures and uh, alcohol palettes and all these, mm. these layers and layers that uh, she was using for, for every actor. Wow. Esto es, esto es muy importante porque es la diferencia entre que eh, simplemente estén morenos a que tú tengas esas texturas en la piel. Mm -hmm. es, es, es muy importante el que tú lo hagas por capas. Ya, es muy importante tener no solo que tú pones un base de color. El fact was that she was using a lot of washes, a lot of layers on top of the skin to give that feeling that that skin was going through a lot. Yeah. We had Gustavo as well that mm -hmm. he has wearing uh, prosthetic ears the whole time because the real character, they call him ears because he had like a big ears. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so JJ asked us to do the prosthetics, which was something that at the beginning we didn't want to do because we knew that it was going mm, we had to to uh, to going to put the ears every day mm. and it was going to be a long shooting mm. and we were wondering if it was like worthy mm. to do it mm. but for GI it was important because if it was something that defined the character this character mm. so finally we did it And yeah, we were putting silicone ears and on the edge we were putting transfers because we had to, to do it really fast because we start putting the ears and then we pass it to Anna and Belen put survey the hair tiles. So it, it was like a chain. No. So in order to go as fast as possible, uh, we decide to do like a hard silicone ears. Mm. So we could uh, reuse it like twice, maybe, or, or oh, wow. three times. Okay. And then on the edge, we put those project transfers. And it, that works uh, really well, like it was fast. Oh, wow. Cool. One of the characters that we, we consider like more complete at the end, it was uh, Coche, because Coche, played by uh, Simon Empe, mm. he was... Uh, going through all these process once again, not all, all the layers of colors and everything, and getting thin because he was quite thin at the end. But then there was a 
some of the characters that Bayona wanted to be thinner, wanted to be a little bit more extreme, not being as extreme as the Holocaust guys. You know, it's not about this kind of looking they, they, mm. that they were like already like zombies. Mm. Uh, it was not that thing, but he wants to enhance a little bit on some of the characters. So some of the characters, they just were the dentures, the upper and lower dentures, just to make the skull come out of the of the face a little oh, bit, wow. which was something that we, th- we that we thought at the beginning. Because when we saw the survivors' pictures and their mouth, mm-hmm. it was like it can look like the the teeth are bigger, mm-hmm. but no, it's not the teeth are bigger. It's that the skin is thinner and the faces look smaller. So the dentures are coming out. So we need the dentures for five or six of them. That was something that we have to do really at the end of the shooting. And with a lot of uh, rushes, obviously. And then we put some, on some of the actors, we put the, the cheeks, which was a little piece on the cheekbone that makes a big difference. Mm. Some some of them, to me, they are even too much. But on Kochi, I think they fit really well. They were, they were, they, it was the, the character that I liked the most. And mm. those prosthetics, for instance, we had no time and conditions to do the the prosthetic transfer as we usually do, which is a, a full piece of prosthetic and that's it. And then you put it, uh, you glue it and that's it. But we didn't want to do silicone prosthetics because we knew that touch-ups are really difficult. It's going to be a lot to do with those actors up in the mountains mm. and it's better to not be, you know, taking care of the prosthetics all the time. Mm-hmm. So what we decided is we want to have the edge of prosade because it's it completely invisible, mm-hmm. but the softness of the silicon. And then one of the the, the girls uh, in the team was Christina Senjo. She said, oh, once I did uh, a prosthetic that was really weird because it was the layers of the, of the two half of the mold were covered uh, with prosate, and then I filled it up with silicone. Hmm. And we said, okay, but is this working? And she said, yeah, 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 it works really, really well. And you get the edge of the prosate, the prosate and then the softness of the silicone. So we went for it, and it was amazing because we didn't have to wait for the prosate to dry because it takes such a long time. Hmm. And also that, you know, you can add softeners and things, but it's kind of tricky. So we use that technique, prosate and silicone uh, prosthetics. We glue it on them and they stay forever there. It's like until they come down from the mountain and we don't remove it, they, they stay there. So that was one of the things that we did in Coche and uh, Belen Pucherbe added also the beer that also makes the effect that Anna said, you know, it's like uh, you have a, a longer beer, you have the hair that is already, you know, like this dirt and this, it have this texture of you haven't washed yourself for such a long time. Mm. So Len was in charge of that. And then on, on the last sequence in the hospital, you can see the legs of Koche that are really, really thin. And it's something that they, they told us that Koche, when he saw his own legs, the real character, he was like, oh, my knees grow up. And the doctor said to him, it's not that your knees grow up, it's that you have no muscle and you have no fat. Wow. So you only can see your bones. Mm. And it looks like, I mean, because the knees are a really big bone. Mm. So he was thinking that the bones can grow and it's not that. Wow. It's that, that all around have disappeared. 
So we went to, with that idea and we did, did those legs and we used the trick that, you know, like the, the actor keeps his legs straight to the, to the floor. And then we add in top of the, of the bed, the fake legs that they can move. You know, they are articulate legs. And then on top of everything, because JA is super, super into the, these kind of details, mm. on top of everything, you can see a couple of muscles that move in digital. Wow. So that, that was like, okay, that's, I mean, it's just a shot, just a couple of shots that, but mm -hmm. what I love of those shots is that when you see it on the theater, you can hear like, oh, 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 oh my God, <laughs> in the theater, yeah. everybody's like, you know, saying something about those like, so that was, that was really cool. And the fact that we cheat or friends make a parties, that was really cool because Vince, Vincent Van Dyke was around and he was saying, no, no, these are real legs. It's like, no, no, Vincent, this is a fake. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's, that's uh, one of the characters that we also love to do. That's amazing. Do you want uh, Anna to talk about Numa? Absolutely. En, en Numa y en, en general, que es como ella no está para decirlo, que el proceso de peluquería eh, de Belén eh, era muy importante porque eh, lo, el, el pelo en, en la nieve eh, lo que le pasa es que se, se seca, se deshidrata, uh -huh. o sea, no es pelo sucio solamente, sino que entonces esa, las texturas iban cambiando poco a poco, desde el principio en cada uno de una forma diferente, pero, pero les cambiaba el color, les cambiaba la textura. Y eso está, está muy bien apoyado en la peluquería. Yeah. Uh, for uh, Belén uh, Pucherbe, which is Ana's sister, she was in charge of all the hair. Mm. And she was doing the work on the hair and it was really tricky because every character changes off a different way. Mm. And it's not just that, you know, like if you go to the snow, the only thing that you will get is that your hair will get dry. Mm. But she have to keep textures and you have to keep colors and you have to also have in in consideration that when the sun goes into your hair a lot of time you get a, a, a lighter color mm -hmm. so she was in charge of all this work of of hair in the in, in the movie one of the things that with the hair is that it gets dehydrated it, it doesn't have water because In the snow, even you can think, okay, I'm going to drink the snow. It's like it doesn't have the same quality as water. Mm. So one of the things that the survivors said is that they were more thirsty than starving because they need to drink water and the water that they have is, is what they what it comes from melted snow which is it is not the same thing oh wow and that affects the hair yeah okay yeah and yeah, the hair yeah. gets really dry when that when when this is happening to your body wow skin hair everything yeah yeah amazing so each year the nominated films showcase such a wonderful range of work all the films are so different and the work is so different how do you feel your work differs from your fellow nominees hmm. that's that's really a good question because obviously on my in maestro you have the main character which is bradley cooper on leonard bersing there's some other characters his wife and that they also have these subtles all age makeups but let's say that the work is based on him because he is all the time there and he is young and he's middle-aged and then he's older mm. and you have just one character there that takes a lot of attention mm. and in poor things obviously you have all the makeups and other things but 
you, you have this presence of William Defoe with this uh, abstract uh, scar makeup on his face, mm. which is like, wow. And I think, that, I mean, the other movies, obviously, Golda also have her, you know, hell mirror in that makeup, which is between the old age and the lookalike, which is really, really, really mm. difficult mm. to do. And more because I talked to the to the girls that did the makeup the other day, and it's like, how you did that makeup on her skin? Because Helen have a very special skin, and it's very soft. It's super soft. And then you have Oppenheimer, which is also again the lookalike doesn't have to be like photocopies, but they have to look a little bit like the characters. And then you have all these all age of the characters that goes during the whole movie. But the difference for me is that society of the snow is like there's too many characters. There's a lot of them. And all of them, they have makeup for close-ups. Because, I, and I think this is the, the, the big difference with the four movies and society of the snow, which is society of the snow, even Numa and Nando and, and Roberto can have more time on the film. Uh, it, it's a matter of there's a lot of them. And the, one of the things that was kind of terrifying for us is that on the way that Bayona shoot the movie, and this is because I'm saying there's a lot of characters, is that when they are inside the plane, the camera that is like a very small camera, it's like a tube camera that goes with the crane, it goes inside to the plane and you cannot get there if there's something that you see and it's wrong. It's, you know, a lot of times they don't let you in to touch ups mm. because you cannot get in in another. There's no doors. You're it's locked just out. <laughs> yeah. So when it's the camera, you, you think, okay, these guys on the background, but he's not on the background because the camera is going to go there until the end mm. and then go backwards. And then you see this face and the other one and the other one and the other one. You see everybody in such a close-ups mm. that we never expect to use that kind of cameras, that kind of tricks, which... In the other side, it gives that feeling of, you know, on the, uh, after the avalanche, you have this feeling of you are inside, locked in a very small space, and the camera, only the lenses already give you that feeling. But that kind of lenses is killing for a makeup artist. Mm -hmm. I mean, like it was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> it's really, really something that we all felt like, Wow. And I have to say that on camera, you know, what you, what you see on camera, it was very different on what you see for real. And there was, there was a moment that Anna, all the makeup artists, we were talking about how red they look. And then you can, you can hear Bayona shouting, I need them more red. And we were like, more red? How come? And the, the saturation mm. of the movie, Pedro, uh, the, the DOP that did that amazing image of the of the movie, we kind of took a, a, a little bit of time to get into his way of shooting the movie because we we didn't expect that. Right, it was a, a little bit like a surprise. It's like, okay, this is not what really we were expecting, and we have to punch. I love the colors. We have to saturate colors. We mm. have to rise everything to be able to see something on the screen, on the kind of 
filters and treatment of the image that uh, Pedro and J.A. wanted to do, to give to the movie. But I was actually answering <laughs> the, the difference of the four of the five movies. So, well, I think I, I more or less I said it. Yeah, I think you did very well. Yeah. Es que no, no sé cuál era la pregunta. Ah, eh, las diferencias como de, de trabajo películas. entre las nominadas, sí. Pero bueno, yo creo que David lo ha explicado. Entendido las, la, sí, he entendido lo que decías de las demás, que por supuesto tienen, son un trabajo asombroso todas. There's all these short lists that is made through month and month of seeing movies, of talking mm -hmm. about movies. And, you know, we felt like with the Oscars, we felt really like when you, when you have a nomination, it's already the win. It's already the award because to get there, it's completely amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Me gustaría destacar de la nuestra, porque me imagino que la pregunta era por esto era que lo que considero más destacable es que tú tienes que contar, o yo tenía esa responsabilidad, tienes que contar el paso del tiempo en sus, en sus caras, porque eh, esa es la importancia de, 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 de que sea tan gradual, que tú tienes que sentir el frío, tienes que sentir el calor, tienes que sentir las quemaduras, tienes que sentir los labios y tienes que sentir ese paso de los días en un espacio que no cambia nada alrededor. Y tú tienes que ver pasar esos 72 días. Mm -hmm. Ana was talking about the process that the, the makeup follows in, in the movie, which is you have to do a lot of work on each of the actors. You have to make, to look the pass of the time on everyone when the time is not actually passing. Mm. It's like every day they come yeah. uh, to, the, to the makeup chair with the clean faces mm -hmm. and then you have to, you know, take that and make them look every day that pass a little bit and a little bit yeah. more, you know, uh, destroy or, yeah. Yeah. It's like, you, it's like you're telling the, the pass of the time and telling the story through the makeup and the faces yeah. because around there's nothing that changes. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a way to, yeah. What did you find to be your biggest challenge during filming? Wow. Uh, <laughs> what, a, what a question. Your biggest, your biggest think, challenge. <laughs> well, I think it's a little bit everything in general because one of the challenges, I think it was the conditions, the shooting conditions mm -hmm. of the movie because it was something really hard and physical to shoot on the, on the top of the mountain. We were like almost like 10,000 feet high and that makes everything uh, more difficult. One of the challenges it was the responsibility to tell the story as it was like and make it as uh, accurate as possible. And for that, we were cared to do something that it wasn't good. That's why we had, I think it's the, the time that we talk for most with uh, different doctors. Mm -hmm. And usually you take reference from books, from forensic books and, and other things. But in this case, we felt that really 
we, it has to be very well done because the survivors were going to see it uh, and it's a very realistic movie. So, yeah, we talk with the doctors, like if we do that, it's okay. And what we have, uh, the conditions of the snow and the cold change the way that the injuries, that the process yeah. of uh, deterioration. So there were like uh, a lot of uh, details to to have in in mind. Also, it was like the the huge amount of uh, effects mm-hmm. <laughs> and things because. There's a lot of things that you don't see on the movie, mm. like maybe the work that we did, you can see like 40% of work we did. And uh, because there uh, were so much characters and each one had one thing that you have to study. And sometimes when we shoot, it was all at the same time. So I, I think one of the challenges as well was the amount of people and the way we had to to work, like uh, it had to be like a chain. No, it mm. was between us and and uh, Anna's team. And yeah, we, we learned a lot how to process so many people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, the challenge it was the space because when they were inside the plane, is what David was telling before that we didn't had the the comfort or I don't know how to tell it. I mean, it was very difficult to arrive to the actor, you know, to to, to get to the actor to make the touch-ups. Mm. So that was something that before they go in to the, the plane, inside the, the plane, you had to be sure that everything was perfect because probably yes. after you didn't have the chance to touch up. Uh, Ana, ¿qué, ¿qué fue para ti lo más difícil? Eh, lo más difícil era retocar en la montaña <risa> porque llevábamos crampones, casco, eh, era difícil andar y la parte de dentro del, del fuselaje porque no cabíamos. A mí me pasó... Con, con, con una de las veces que entré pisé un dummy y no era un dummy era, uh-huh. era el actor y, y, y prácticamente te llevaban, bueno, por ejemplo Belén nos contaba que, que a veces les tenía que dar a ellos la nieve y ellos te, se la iban pasando y se la iban echando uno al otro en el pelo porque no podíamos entrar, no, no nos daba el tiempo y entonces esa fue, fue una de las dificultades la, el, el espacio, los espacios donde teníamos que trabajar Yeah, uh, for, for Ana it's also a living the same, like the 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 location the spaces where we were we were working because for instance when you are working in that tube which is a plane she was saying that Belen the hairstylist was giving snow to the guys to put on the hair and they were passing each other the snow until the end of the plane because they need to have fresh snow on their heads and Belen or anybody can go inside the, the, the plane and do that. Mm. So they were actually doing their own uh, snow on the hair. So that and up on the mountain, we, ha- we have to use special harnesses and helmets and all these kind of things to walk on the snow. There's also the, that physically physical problem, which is up there, there's a lot of problems to breathe. For instance, I already have problems to breathe, uh, not up in the mountain, 
in the set where it was like middle mount, mountain. So we have three sets. One was down uh, next uh, near to the city. The other one was up in the hills. But the, we have another one even higher. So on the middle, I already have problems to breathe. I couldn't do much. Uh, you know, you, you cannot run if, because if you run, you, you kind of uh, get problems of breathing. And so for Anna, that was one of the, the, the main things. I think for Anna, for Monse, for all of the makeup artists, mm -hmm. for costume, for art, for everybody to work in these conditions was really, really, really painful. And actually, because it's something that I always say, because uh, it's not that I say now because Bayona, the director, is not here. I always said last night, which is really weird to say this, we were in, in Los Angeles and we, the, there was uh, a screening of the movie and then we, we went to talk about the movie yeah. and we were all there. And one of the things that I always say with, to the people is that the shooting have to be much easier than it was because we have a, we have a stage. They built a stage up on the mountain in what is let's say the parking of the snow station, because there's a ski snow station up there. Mm. And in the parking, they built the stage. And in the stage, you have a volume, you, you know, you have the, the LED TVs to shoot everything. And there was, there's a copy of the plane. There's, everything is there. But the director <laughs> realizes that up in the mountain, what was much more believable Authentic, and yeah. that the actors will be, you know, surrounded not by something fake. They will be surrounded by the reality, wow. the reality that were that have that little bit of danger. Obviously, they were not facing death like the survivors because we were in secure conditions. Yeah. But they were feeling the cold. Mm. And they were feeling, you know, after you know, when they were like already 20, 25 days on a diet, mm. they already felt that they missed power. So all that things and the fact of shooting up there in the mountain with this crazy Bayona uh, director, uh, <laughs> it, it made the movie so much better than it could be if you just shoot it actually in a, in a, in a very safe and, and hot state. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Que en, que en esas condiciones era una complicación mantener ese tipo de maquillaje durante 10 horas porque pues de acercarse y es un es un tipo de trabajo que es eh, es fundamental lo que hagas en el set eh, lo que hiciste por la mañana es una base pero lo tienes que estar eh, retocando continuamente porque ellos eran chicos muy jóvenes y, y las condiciones arriba pues eran eh, que, que el maquillaje no puede durar 10 horas Yeah, what Anna is saying is that there's this uh, plus of difficulty when you are doing a makeup in stage, the makeup can stay there for longer time than if you have the conditions that there's in up in the mountain. I mean, they, they, you have to do much more work when you are working in this kind of situation, in, in, in this kind of weather, the cold, the snow that is falling on their faces, which is after, after all, it will be water. I mean, it's like there's a lot of uh, difficulties on maintaining each makeup on each actor or, or at the end of the day, they, they, they call it awful, but that's, that's the word that 
Anna and her team was doing, you know, to keep all the makeups fresh and that they look fantastic every time. Amazing. So as we all know, it takes a team. So did you guys want to take a moment to give a shout out to those that helped you on the project? (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just, we are so thankful for, I mean, without the team, we couldn't do that. Mm -hmm. And they are completely... I mean, they put so many love and effort each day to do all the all the work, like from the people that was in the workshop preparing the prosthetics and the dead bodies and everything, till the people that uh, were with us on the on the shooting, <laughs> suffering the physical conditions and everything, mm-hmm. and they were all the time within a good humor and putting all the effort and. I think it could be much worse if it wasn't because they were there with such a humor and and love. So, yeah, we're very happy. And the nomination is for them as well. Anna, to give un saludo o un agradecimiento a tu equipo. Pues bueno, el equipo es que tienes detrás es fundamental porque tú puedes hacer un diseño maravilloso, pero si no tienes a la gente adecuada que se han dejado la piel en esta película, tanto los, eh, el equipo de español como el equipo uruguayo, y eso te da una tranquilidad porque no puedes abarcar todo, evidentemente. Y entonces yo les, les todo mi, mi cariño hacia todas las personas que estuvieron con nosotros allí. With Anna, thanks to all the all the teams that 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 she had, uh, even it's a, it's a, in Spain or it's in Uruguay, because it's what she say it's like you can design a makeup, mm. you can have a very clear idea, but if you don't have mm. the right people, the great artists that you have behind mm. to support your work. You will never get that that done. So that's one of the more important things. Like this is for everyone uh, that have work on the film because we are three here. But uh, I mean, there's a lot of people that uh, that work in the movie. I love that. I love it so much. Okay, guys. So a massive congratulations again. Enjoy the ride and thank you so much for joining me. <laughs> Thanks to you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.